Welcome to the Word Encounter, episode 99. We're just one short of 100 here. Um, yesterday we concluded in Psalms 60, so we're going to pick it up in Psalm 61. And the intro for it says, uh, Security in God, prayer for security and assurance. Wherever we are, we can trust that God will be there to answer our cries for help. <clears throat> so here we are in chapter 61, verse 1. God, hear my cry. Pay attention to my prayer. I call to you from the ends of the earth when my heart is without strength. Lead me to a rock that is high above me, for you have been a refuge for me, a strong tower in the face of the enemy. I will dwell in your tent forever <clears throat> and take refuge under the shelter of your wings. Hallelujah. Let's go to chapter 62. Intro says, Trust in God alone. <clears throat> Place all hope in God knowing that God is in control, uh, allows us to wait patiently for him to rescue us. True relief does not come when the problem is resolved because more problems are on the way. True relief comes from an enduring hope in God's ultimate salvation. Only then will all trials be resolved. <clears throat> Psalm of David, uh, verse 1. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. <clears throat> Let's drop down to verse 10. Place no trust in oppression or false hope in robbery. If wealth increases, don't set your heart on it. God has spoken once. I have heard this twice. Strength belongs to God and faithful love belongs to you, <clears throat> belongs to you Lord, for you repay each according to his works. And so we see in our society in particular, <clears throat> and this is increasingly true around the world, that so many people uh, uh, trust in resources and finances and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, they will oppress people, they will rob people, uh, do anything to increase their, their wealth. And, and in verse 10 it says, don't set your heart on it because <laughs> you're in for a rude awakening and a sincere disappointment eventually. You might get away with it for a time. It may seem successful for a time, but it has no staying power. So let's go on to chapter 63. <clears throat> and uh, praise God who satisfies. Our desire for God's presence, provision, and protection. No matter where we are, our desire should be for God uh, because only he satisfies fully. And I, I'm going to add to that, only he satisfies eternally. And so... Uh, <clears throat> The Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. And so, um, verse 1, God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you uh, in a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. My lips <clears throat> will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. So I will bless you as long as I live. Uh, at your name, I will lift up my hands. In verse 6, when I think of you as I lie on my bed, I, medit uh, I meditate uh, on you during the night watches because you are my helper. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. <clears throat> so many times when we're in our wilderness, we can wallow. We can feel sorry for ourselves. We can question why me. We can do all these things. But if we would just have the vision and the foresight to hide ourselves 
in the wings of the Lord. He has promised to be there for us. He has promised to protect us. Maybe not in the manner that we're looking for, but sometimes what we're looking for is not best for us. And that's where we have to have faith that he knows and we don't. Let's go on to chapter 64. And it says, protection from evildoers. When others conspire against us, we can ask God for protection because he knows everything. This is another Psalm of David. Verse 1, God, hear my voice when I am in anguish. Protect my life from the terror of the enemy. Hide me from the scheming of wicked people, from the mob of evildoers who sharpen their tongues like swords and aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from concealed places at the blameless. Verse 5, they adopt an evil plan. They talk about hiding traps and say, they talk about hiding traps and say, who will see them? So again, a lot of times the evildoers, when they're scheming and making their plans and whatnot, they think that they're doing things in secret and in silence and nobody's going to find out. And uh, even if man never finds out, even if the authorities never catch them, if they're doing something illegal, <clears throat> God sees everything and there will be a day of atonement. Verse 7, but God will shoot them with arrows suddenly. They will become wounded. They will be made to stumble. Their own tongues work against them. All who see them will shake their heads. Then everyone will fear and will tell about God's work, for they will understand what he has done. A lot of times people are going to be made example of by the Lord. And that's done for the benefit of the believers so that they can see that God is just. And for the unbelievers so that they can see that I can't just be doing anything I want to do. And so uh, God is sending out constant messages, constant reminders of who he is. We don't always recognize it. And when we do, we don't always abide by it. But they're there. If we look hard enough, if we open our eyes, they're there. Let's go to chapter 65. Uh, Intro is God's care for the earth. God provides abundantly. We can be thankful to God for his many blessings. Verse 1. Praise is rightfully yours, God in Zion. Vows to you will be fulfilled. All humanity will come to you, the one who hears prayer. Verse 4. How happy is the one you choose and bring near to life in your courts. He will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. Verse 9. You visit the earth and water it abundantly, enriching enriching it greatly. God's stream is filled with water, for you prepare prepare the earth in this way, providing people with grain. You soften it with showers and bless its growth, soaking its furrows and leveling its ridges. Verse 12. The wilderness um, pastures overflow. The hills are robed with joy. The pastures are clothed with are clothed with flocks and the valleys covered with grain. They shout triumph. Indeed, they sing. Basically, nature is proclaiming the existence and the gloriousness of God. He has clothed all of this stuff. He has made this whole thing one big ecosystem. And when I say big ecosystem, I'm not talking about just the earth. I'm also talking about the galaxy and the universe because all of it works in concert with each other. And so this had to be orchestrated. This had to be uh, manipulated, if you will. And so the Lord God in heaven has has created all of this um, for his glory. Let's go on to uh, chapter 66. 
it says, praise God's mighty acts. God answers prayer individually and as a body of believers. We should praise and worship God. Verse 1, let the, whole, let the whole earth shout joyfully to God. Sing about the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awe-inspiring are your works. Your enemies will cringe before you because of your great strength. The whole earth will worship you and sing praise to you. They will sing praise to your name. Uh, verse 5, come and see the wonders of God, his acts of humility. Excuse me, his acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. He turned the sea into dry land, and they crossed the river on foot. Uh, there we rejoiced in him. And so that's speaking of when the Israelites uh, crossed over uh, the Jordan to go um, uh, take their territory. Let's drop down to verse 16. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth, and praise was on my tongue. If I had been aware of malice in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God has listened. He has paid attention to the sound of my prayer. Blessed be God. He has not turned away from my prayer or turned his faithful love from me. And so, you know, David's saying, look, if there was malice in my heart, the Lord wouldn't have listened. But the Lord knew my heart and he, he knew that there was no malice there. Therefore, he listened to the sound of my prayer and he didn't turn away from my prayer because of his faithful love to me. That's awesome. But first, we need to make sure that our hearts are clear, that our hearts are clean, that uh, we, we, we are clean as we present ourselves before the Lord. <clears throat> Chapter 67, introduction. All will praise God. Joy comes from spreading the news about God all around the world. Strap down to verse 3 here. Uh, <clears throat> Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy, for you judge the peoples with fairness uh, and lead the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. All the people of the earth are going to uh, praise the name of Jesus. They're all going to praise him. Um, they're either going to do it willingly or not so willingly, but it will happen one day. It may be in our lifetime. It may not be. I don't know. Uh, but that is what I'm certainly looking forward to. Chapter 38, Introduction. God's majestic power. Remembering God's glory and power, times and cultures change, but God is always majestically present as a defender and provider. All right. It's another Psalm of David. Verse 1. God arises, his enemies scatter, and those who hate him flee from his presence. As smoke is blown away, so you blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the righteous are glad. They rejoice before God and celebrate with joy. Uh, sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Exalt him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord. And celebrate uh, before him. God is in his holy dwelling. God in his holy dwelling is the father of the father, fatherless and a champion of widows. God provides home for those who are uh, deserted. He leads out uh, the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious live in a scorched land. Uh, verse 7, God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the desert, the earth trembled and the skies poured rain before God, uh, the God of Sinai before God, the God of Israel. 
You, God, showered uh, abundant rain. You revived your inheritance when it languished. Your people settled in. God, you provided for the poor by your goodness. And let's drop down here to verse 31. Ambassadors will come from Egypt. Cush will stretch out his hand toward Cush will stretch out his hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Uh, sing praise to the Lord, to him who rides in ancient, to him who rides in the ancient highest heavens. Look, he thunders with his powerful voice. Ascribe power to God. His majesty is over Egypt or is over Israel. His power is among the clouds. God, you are awe-inspiring in your sanctuaries. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. In chapter 69, a plea for a rescue, a cry of distress in a sea of trouble. We may have to suffer severely, severely for our devotion to God, but that should cause us to look forward with joy to the day when evil and injustice will be gone forever. Verse 1. Save me, God, for the water has risen to my neck. I have, sunk, I have sunk deep in mud. There is no footing. I have come into deep water, and a flood sweeps over me. I am weary from my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail, looking for my God. Those who hate me without cause are more numerous than the hairs of my head. The deceitful enemies who would destroy me are powerful. Though I did not steal, I must repay. You ever felt like that? You know, those who hate me without cause are more numerous than the hairs of my head. It seems like everywhere you turn, there's an enemy there. And, 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 and you don't feel that you've done anything in order to deserve uh, where these enemies are coming from. Now, it seems like they're coming out of the woodworks at times. And, and it, doesn't, um, it doesn't register with you. You don't understand. And um, that's possibly because there is nothing to understand. It's something that's just happening. And we just have to have faith in the Lord that he will see us through. Verse 5, God, you know my foolishness and my guilty acts are not hidden from you. So, so David is, David is admitting, admitting, he says, you know, in essence, you know I've been stupid. You know I've done dumb things. My guilty acts aren't hidden from you and I'm not trying to hide them from you because I can't anyway. So I'm not even going to attempt to. But he says in verse 6, do not let those who put their hope in you be disgraced because of me. This is real leadership. He's saying, look, do not hurt the people because of my foolishness. Lord God of armies, do not let those who seek you be humiliated because of me. I mean, it's one thing when uh, you're seeking forgiveness for God for yourself or maybe your family or you don't want people to those people that you love to experience consequences but the people that you lead you know a lot of people um use the people that they lead for their own purpose and circumstances not david here he's saying don't punish the people because i've been dumb verse seven for i have endured insults because of you and shame has covered my face i have become a stranger to my brothers and a foreigner uh, to my mother's sons, because zeal for your house has consumed me, 
and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. I mourned and fasted, but it brought me insults. I wore sackcloth uh, as my clothing, and I was a joke to them. Those who sat at the city gate talked about me, and drunkards make up songs about me. And so David said, look, Lord, I've done all this stuff, and people think I'm stupid. They think I'm an imbecile and whatnot. But Lord, you and I know something different here, and I am going to I am going to obey you. I am going to honor you. I am going to praise you regardless of what the reactions for man will be. Verse 13. But as for me, Lord, my prayer to you is for a time of favor. In your abundant faithful love, God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the, uh, from the miry mud. Don't let me sink. Let me be rescued from those who hate me and from the deep water. Don't let the flood water sweep over me. Or the, deep sh- or the deep swallow me up. Don't let uh, the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, for your faithful love is good. In keeping with your abundant compassion, turn to me. Don't hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Answer me quickly. Come near to me and redeem me. Ransom me because of my enemies. Verse 19. You know the insults I endure, my shame and disgrace. You are aware of all my adversaries. Insults have broken my heart and I am in despair. I waited for sympathy, but there was none, for comforters, but found no one. Instead, they gave me gall for my food, and for my uh, thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. It's kind of a foreshadowing of Jesus right here when he was on the cross. Verse 24, pour out your rage on them and let your burning anger overtake them. Verse 28, let them be erased from the book of life, life and not be recorded with the righteous. And so, you know, <laughs> David wants, <laughs> David is not being gracious, if you will, to his enemies. He wants the Lord to, to decapitate them, to, to erase them from the book of life uh, for their sins that they have committed on this earth. And who can blame him? You know, he's crying out to his Lord. He suffered uh, for his Lord. And he has been righteous before the Lord. Let's go to chapter 70 a call for deliverance, an urgent prayer for help. It can be your prayer when you're short on time and long on need. (laughs) All right, let's get to this one because I think this one is going to appeal to a lot of people. Verse 1, again, this is a a Psalm of David. Verse 1, God, hurry to rescue me. Lord, hurry to help me. I mean, we could stop right there, right? I mean, that's an awesome prayer. God, hurry to rescue me. Lord, hurry to help me. Um, let those who seek uh, to kill me be disgraced and confounded. Let those who wish me harm be turned back and humiliated. Let those who say, aha, aha, retreat because of their shame. Let all um, who seek you rejoice. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Uh, let those who love your salvation continually say, God is great. Verse five, I am oppressed and needy. Hurry to me, God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. Maybe we should just commit that one to memory because uh, <laughs> I can foresee using that a lot of times. In chapter seven, uh, 71, God's help in old age. Lordy, Lordy, I need this one. God's constant help from childhood to old age. Our lives are a testimony of what God has done for us. Drop down to verse four. Deliver me, my God, from the power of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and oppressive. 
For you are my hope, Lord God, my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you from birth. You took me from my mother's womb. My praise is always about you. I am like a, mir- a miraculous sign to many, and you have my strong and you are my strong refuge. My mouth is full of praise and honor to you all day long. Don't discard me in my old age. As my strength fails, do not abandon me. For my enemies talk about me, and those who spy on me uh, plot together, saying, God has abandoned him. Chase him and catch him, for there is no one to rescue him. Verse 17, God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still proclaim your wondrous works. Even while I am old and gray, God, do not abandon me. While While I proclaim your power to another generation, your strength to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches the heights, uh, reaches the heights, God. Um, you have done great things. God, who is like you? You caused me um, to experience many troubles and misfortunes, but you will revive me again. You will bring me up again, even from the depths of the earth. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Verse 24. Therefore, my tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long. For those who intend to harm me will be disgraced and confounded. Amen. And we're going to conclude today with chapter 72. And the intro says, a prayer for a king. And this is Solomon. Uh, In this psalm, a king asked uh, God to help his son rule the nation justly and wisely. It looks forward to the endless reign of the Messiah, who alone can rule with perfect justice and whose citizens will enjoy perfect peace of Solomon. Verse 1. God, give your justice to the king and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your afflicted ones with justice. Let's drop down to verse 6. May the king be like rain that falls on the cut grass, like spring uh, showers that water the earth. May the righteous flourish in his days and well-being abound until the moon is no more. May he rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes kneel before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish uh, and the coasts of the islands bring tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. Let the kings, let all kings bow in homage to him. All nations serve him. For he will rescue the poor who cry out and the afflicted who have no helper. He will have pity on the poor and helpless and save the lives of the poor. He will redeem them from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious in his sight. Verse 17, may his name endure forever. As long as the sun shines, may his fame increase. May all nations be blessed by him and call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does wonders. Blessed be his glorious name forever. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And in verse uh, 20, it says, the prayers of David, son of Jesse, are concluded. And with that, we will start book three of Psalms tomorrow in chapter 73. Everybody have a blessed day. Bye-bye now.